ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, so as I mentioned last episode, um, I wanted to share some of the emails that we got about the zodiac signs of the members of Greek life at CRU. So first, um, thank you so much, Sarah, for sending this in. And this was all based like logistically on episodes. So Sarah said, Casey's birthday is over spring break. Apparently in the season three finale, that's where we find that out. Calvin's birthday is um sometime when it snows in Ohio but before finals so she's saying like probably November so uh, Calvin might be a Scorpio for real she said it yeah at least two weeks before Thanksgiving so that's very much Scorpio season mm-hmm. maybe that's why we like him so much Jacqueline probably Jacqueline and I are Scorpios Evan's birthday um he gets his trust fund seven months after the beginning of the show so in the episode let's make a deal evan gets his trust fund and casey says it's only taken rebecca seven months to embrace her pledge duties so that's like pretty good (laughs) pretty good detective work sarah and so she said assuming he gets his trust fund on his birthday then his birthday is in march so maybe he is an aries right that's that's Aries. Yeah, he could be an Aries. She also said, according to IMDb, Cappy is a Libra um, because he's often seen wearing a necklace with the sign on it, which is. Oh, yes. I never noticed. Wow, she is so good at deductive reasoning. She has been great at those like word problems on the SAT. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, impressed. I'm- I'm really impressed. Okay, wait, so Evan, if he's either an Aries or a Pisces, and I'm getting more Aries energy. Yeah, I'm getting, I could see both. I could see him being cussed because also like I could definitely see him being a water sign because he's kind of emo. He lets his emotions rule his decision-making a lot. And then thank you so much to Sam Simpson who just sent in uh truly a novella which we so appreciate of opinions on who she thinks the characters are so she was saying she thinks casey is obviously a leo because she loves being the center of attention she's ambitious a bit self-centered doesn't respond well to criticism oh that's so true Mm -hmm. and loves a little drama she's saying ashley is a libra um because she's extroverted and charming and arguably the most fashionable character she's willing to hear everyone out before passing judgment so true but sometimes has trouble making decisions and tends to let casey lead her that yeah wow that's very fair yeah rusty she says is a virgo he's analytical a bit of a perfectionist judgmental and overly critical of others Hmm. rusty slay (laughs) rebecca and we totally agree with this rebecca is a scorpio 100 percent. sam says she's manipulative she would hold a grudge forever and she doesn't trust people easily but once she lets someone in she's extremely loyal she's very sensitive but covers that up by being outwardly harsh and then she says if i killed someone rebecca is who i would go to for help hiding the body honestly yeah yeah for like for her rider dies also like with her senatorial connections (laughs) Oh, this is funny. She says Evan is a Pisces. 
So maybe. Oh, so, and that's based on both emails. We're saying he's potentially a Pisces. Yeah. So I guess we're going Pisces on this. Evan is extremely sensitive and doesn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> His feelings get hurt easily. Slay. He just wants a girlfriend to take care of him. Um, Some other good ones as well. Um, but we won't go into all of them. We can, we can touch on them later as they come up, unless you guys saw any that stick out that you would like to share as well. No, I think that pretty much. No, I, I love those. Yes. Sam and Sarah, thank you so much. We were truly blown away when we got those emails because it's so thoughtful and like actually so helpful. And I knew that we would have listeners who were more detail oriented about watching this show than even we are even though we're writing book reports essentially for every episode (laughs) you guys are the best you're super reliable so thank you so much for sending that and we loved reading them yeah and we're equipped to um assign astrological signs (laughs) yes amazing so shall we get started this week we're recapping season two episode 20 isn't it romantic And the original air date for the episode was June 1st, 2009. It was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith, Mark Stegman, and Adam Milch. Um, The stars very much aligned for this episode because the Hulu and IMDb summary are the same. Whoa. That's, That's so rare. And short and sweet. Rusty prepares for his date with Jordan. But Casey ends up tagging along. I love that. And I love that it's essentially just the first scene. Yes. <laughs> Nothing else. But you know what? I'll take it. It's yeah, better. Let no. us do the work. Exactly. Exactly. Don't put us out of a job. Yes. Okay. So the episode begins in the Rusty Dale apartment. And Rusty is walking in because he's getting really excited for his first date. Well, I guess he's excited and nervous for his I mean, quote, first date with Jordan. He's acting like he's never met her, which I'm like, are you kidding me? This is not your first date. Y'all were, I would honestly consider your first date the wedding that you went to where you pretty much went behind Andy's back and made out on the dance floor. Second date, Vatican City. (laughs) Second date, Sistine Chapel. Yeah, so he's getting really nervous. He's showing off this atrocious khaki shirt and Calvin is like, no, you cannot wear that. And also Calvin's just like really grossed out by straight people because of, you know, all the um, straight sex he's had to witness from his roommate or his ex-roommate, I guess we should say. And also, um, Rusty does say that Andy dresses like a pop star. (laughs) Wink, wink, Jesse McCartney. Oh my God, that didn't even register that that's why you're saying that. (laughs) it's also like does he i feel like i was no that's why i was like he kind of just wears like a flannel and cargo shorts i think he just wore jeans like he looks like a totally average guy like a pack of hanes shirt (laughs) exactly literally yeah he's giving like target you know young adult men section and so Calvin is really hoping that things go well on the date so that he can sleep in Rusty's bed because Calvin's roommate at the Omega Chi house broke up with his girlfriend. So now he's just basically hooking up with a lot of tri-pies. And Rusty's like, why don't you just lean into the tri-pies? I know. I'm like, why do they keep needing to bring up the tri-pies like this? 
And Rusty's like, why don't you sleep in Dale's bed? He's off converting some Amish at like a horse farm or something. <laughs> that was so weird. So weird, but I can totally see it. Oh and Dale, Dale leading a rum springer. Calvin's like, no, I'll just stay on the futon. Honestly, he really doesn't want to sleep in Dale's bed. And <laughs> so then Rusty walks in with this like yellow shirt, which I think is arguably worse than the cactus one. So much worse. It's pale, like a pale yellow that just does nothing for Rusty's skin tone. I mean, that's a hard color to pull off for anyone. And it's also like thin. Like it looks like it's run through the wash approximately 850 times. Like it's just not a good color. It's not really a good color for most people, but definitely not for Rusty. And so then when Rusty turns around, it has this teddy bear on the back. And hot take, I actually think the teddy bear makes the shirt look better. <laughs> it elevated it. It elevated it. You're right. It was giving Mark Jacobs heaven. Have you seen that um, that line? They do a lot of like teddy bear stuff. Like Olivia Rodrigo used to wear a lot of their stuff. It's like a lot of crop oh. tops with like teddy bears on them. Oh, wait. But also Ralph Lauren does that. Sorry, yeah. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren, where I once interviewed for a job. <laughs> I was rejected. But yeah, that's kind of the end of this scene. So Calvin's like, maybe you should wear a jacket. So now we're at the ZVZ house. The girls are getting ready for like a night out. It's honestly pretty hectic in there. Like everybody is blow drying their hair at once. And Casey and Ashley are chatting. And Ashley's like, don't you miss like going out with all the girls? Because Casey's plan is to stay home alone because she's waiting for a call from Max, who is in England, if you forgot. Ashley feels kind of bad for her, so she invites Casey to the movie, but Casey doesn't want a third wheel in like a softcore porn movie is what she calls it. Well, because Ashley and Fisher are going to be like hooking up the whole time. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, like I wasn't sure if she was referring to that or the movie. I wasn't no. even sure if this was a real movie. No, I think she was referring to them, I think. Yeah, so she doesn't want a third wheel, which is ironic because we'll see what happens in just a few minutes. But Casey then says, you know, I've accomplished so much since Max has been gone. Like, I've been cleaning, I've been organizing everything, and I might take up an instrument. And <laughs> she's giving, like, major, like, quarantine vibes here. Like, yes. This was everyone during quarantine. Like, oh, I'm actually doing so well. Like, I'm, I have all these new crafts and I'm doing all these new activities. Yeah, my really crochet. <laughs> yeah, like I just finished my 75th puzzle, I twitch. <laughs> <laughs> so also the girls, like there's this one girl who literally like screams at another girl, calling her a klepto for stealing something. It's chaotic in this small yeah. room, to say the least. A lot of klepto suspicion happening. I guess that term it was a, was used a lot more regularly in the early 2000s. I feel like I don't hear that a lot these days. Well, I think it's going to come back because um, new recession, new recession alert, klepto. <laughs> Trigger Everyone, warning. Everyone's entering their klepto era again. But also another phrase I was like in this episode that I was like, oh, you don't hear that anymore. Bromance. Like, isn't it bromantic? Like, do you remember when people like, oh, they have a bromance, like when men would be friends? <laughs> okay, I was. I I agree, but I was just listening to a podcast um with one of the cast members from Perfect Match on Netflix. And she was chatting oh. about like one of the guys she was with on the show versus her new boyfriend. And she was like, Oh my god, when they were together, they were just broing out. But I do think it's like a new term for bromance, is like they're just broing. Yeah. 
What? Like we're not allowed to just be like men are having friendships. <laughs> no, that goes too far. We have to make it a little bit weird. I mean, obviously like this title was like tongue in cheek because, you know, they genuinely were having or potential romance, but yeah. Oh, I well, I guess in the movie Bros too, right? It's like kind of a play yeah. on the bromance. Yeah. I've yeah. never had a bromance, to be honest. Only romances with bros. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So then um, all the girls are leaving and Casey gets this really sad text from Max. And it's like, hey, Case, can't chat tonight. I'll be in the lab all night. Um, so bummer for Casey. She has I'm now like, no What plans. time is it in England now? <laughs> yeah, like when, when were they originally planning this call? Like midnight England time? Yeah. yeah. So time difference is not aligning. And then... All, she's basically alone in the bathroom, Casey is, and she's just kind of like moping on the sink. And then all of a sudden, Betsy get out of, gets out of the shower and she's like, don't you just love a scalding hot long shower? <laughs> and Casey is desperate for something to do. So she asks Betsy what she's doing. Um, I'm actually glad that Casey says her name here because I forgot what her name was. I feel bad saying that, but she does say Betsy. So I was like, okay, yes, Betsy. It's been a while since we've seen her and Betsy says she's going to dinner with Vince, who is, I guess, that guy she met a long time ago mm-hmm. in AA. Yeah. Who she exposed like at that. No, remember yeah. Max exposed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I heard you guys met in AA. Yeah, that was at the um, when Casey brings Max to, I think it's like their formal or whatever. Oh, my God. Oh. Dance battle with Evan, right? <laughs> dance battle. Yeah. The, the dance watch. circle. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't thought about that dance battle since that episode. Oh. Rough. <laughs> yeah. So Betsy, so Casey's like, oh, you're going to dinner. That sounds fun. And then Betsy kind of gets the idea that Casey wants to come. So she awkwardly like invites her. And Casey's like, she's honestly just so desperate. She decides to actually just take up the offer to third wheel. Well, she's staring at her like, invite me. Because she was like, I guess I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, it's not too late to text Ashley. Like, I know know that she's worried that Ashley and Fisher will be hooking up. But I'm like, that would still be more fun. 100%. Ashley just left the house. Like, you can definitely still go. Yeah. So they're going to dinner. And uh, also what I forgot to mention in the first scene where Rusty's talking about the day with Jordan he is going to be bringing her to this fancy restaurant he says it's going to be like candlelit and like really exciting um you know really high reservations. yeah they take reservations so you know he had to like call them in advance <laughs> so Rusty arrives at the restaurant with Jordan and I know we hate on Jordan a lot but I actually think her hair looks really cute here she was fine yeah. this episode I know. I, I I was relieved that she wasn't wearing a flannel or a beanie to the restaurant because I wouldn't have put it past her, but she's appropriately dressed. Yeah, but Rusty is wearing the khaki shirt. He went with his original choice. It does not look good. It's really bad. It's the yeah. worst. It looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume <laughs> for the Vietnam War. I know, or like dressing as a geologist. <laughs> worst we've ever seen him yeah he's like milo in um atlantis <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah like after this he's gonna go like brush off some fossils 
<laughs> yeah. Or if it had some patches on it, it could be like a long sleeve Boy Scout uniform shirt. It might be a his Boy yeah. Scout uniform. Was oh, it like a late in life Boy Scout? It was an Eagle Scout, yeah. Yeah, I think the yeah. Eagles did sometimes wear long sleeves. So Rusty and Jordan have this kind of awkward interaction with the hostess. Well, Rusty mostly does because he introduces himself as Cartwright Russell. And she's like, I don't have your name on my list. Why? And he's like, oh, no, sorry. I met my last name is Cartwright. My first name is Russell. And she's like, well, then why did you say it like that? She's like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. This is a nice restaurant with candles and we take reservations. I don't have time for this. Yeah. And it's like really busy. She she does not have time to be dealing with Rusty's bullshit. Um, and neither do we. Um, right away, Betsy spots Jordan because Kate, this is also the restaurant where Betsy, Casey, and Vince are dining. And Betsy's like, isn't that one of our pledges? And then quickly Jordan and Rusty eye Casey. And it's like this awkward uncomfortable moment where it's like oof that's the one open table and it's right next to them betsy i'll just say is being such a good sport because it's not like they just went to dobbler's this is a nice restaurant with candles and reservations and they let casey come she is being a good sport about this whole thing and yeah casey did awkwardly invite herself Mm-hmm. on like a nice dinner date like I feel like there are some occasions where it's like oh you're just like going to a bar or like you're going to the park it's like oh yeah I'll tag along but this is like you actually had a reservation and that place is packed like it is packed the, the tables brand. are really close together it's like one of those restaurants where they're all in the line like really close like if you get up to go to the bathroom like you kind of hit the person next to you yeah so now we're back at the Omega Kai house and Calvin's old roommate is like honestly like it's so gross all you can hear him say because I think he was like quote improvising here he's just saying it was so hot so hot and he's basically just talking about all of his like sexual exploits um since his breakup which is just honestly gross and yeah it's it's icky but um Evan kind of approaches Calvin and he's being a lot nicer to Calvin and uh you know he's I think he's trying to make an effort here he also says he would reconsider the roommate switch request um you know he's turning over a new leaf trying to be a better big brother he's trying to like win Calvin back because Calvin was out on Evan the last time he talked to him like even when Evan got his car back Calvin did not care yeah yeah he needs to win Calvin back because he really broke that trust and like the best person on this show he really and Ashley have the best hearts they do I agree so then Evan leaves and this really hot new brother joins Calvin to study and he's giving major Freddie Prince Jr. in Scooby-Doo vibes he just reminded me of like a 2000s Abercrombie model like the hair his like general like vibe he looked like he'd be on like one of the bags at Abercrombie. And yes. he looks about 35. <laughs> yeah, he's old. <laughs> he's yeah. he's on the older side. He has a gorgeous face. I think that's it's like the face yeah. is just so symmetrical yeah. and like inviting. And like the yeah. flippy hair, like his hair like kind of flips up the front, you know. It is um very you said Freddie Prince Jr., right? Yeah. Yeah, because he's giving Fred and Scooby Doo. that's what I was thinking like they look similar yeah he you know Grant approaches him and he kind of starts talking to Calvin he's like uh doesn't it suck listening to all like the hookup stories you know because he knows Calvin is gay 
And Calvin's like, oh, it's fine. You know, I I kind of expect this because I'm the only gay one in the fraternity. And Grant's like, you're not the only gay one. And then Calvin starts assuming it's like these other guys like Marco or Pierre. Marco, who they continue to make jokes about the whole episode. I know. It's like. And is the joke just that they're both European? No, the joke is that like Marco, like no, he's like clean. Yeah, and that he but, and has a lot of shoes. Yeah, there's some veiled homophobia, maybe some outward homophobia happening here. Yeah, and Grant's like, actually, I'm gay. Or Calvin's kind of like, wait, it's you. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but they identify that Grant is gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Calvin's like, I don't know what to say. I guess welcome to gay. Welcome to it's giving um that uh TikTok of what's her name is it Megan Stalter yes hi gay (laughs) companies during Pride hi gay (laughs) I love her (laughs) it's exactly like that and then he says like like Grant says something like I don't know like if I'm ready or something like that and and Calvin starts like quizzing him on his gayness. He's like, well, who's yeah. your favorite singer? And he's like, Britney. And favorite designer. Like, yeah. yeah, favorite designer. Then he's like, okay, like two out of three isn't bad. I'm like, what? I know. Calvin's gatekeeping being gay. I was going to say yeah. also like, Calvin, isn't your whole thing that you like aren't like scared? Yeah, I'm not like other gay guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this is definitely like feeding into that trope that like all gay men know everything about fashion and that yeah, they all your favorite designer? What? I will say though that Britney and Hairspray are pretty universally gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so his answer is I think he does definitely pass the test, if you ask me. According to Calvin and <laughs> and Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought to myself, do I have a favorite fashion designer? And I was like, uh I don't think I do. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't either. I don't most think the people average don't. person does. Most people can't afford like getting stuff from like a fashion designer. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't have enough disposable income to have a favorite designer. Yeah. I'm like, what's on sale at Zara? I was just going to say Zara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but there's definitely some tension there. Like they're both cuties. They're both eyeing each other. Honestly, I'm shipping them. Well, and I think we have to remember, like, the reason that Calvin broke up with and cheated on Michelle, his last relationship, was because they didn't really have anything in common. They weren't in the same place. Michelle did not understand frat life and wasn't interested in it. Like, this is someone who they have a lot in common immediately off the bat just by being in the same place. I completely forgot about Michelle. I know. I will say to that uh Grant kind of gives off a Heath energy so I can see totally Calvin's type like more of a preppy Heath which makes sense because he's in Omega Chi and not Capital yeah so now we're back at the restaurant and Rusty tells Jordan like over the table he's like I made this reservation right after our art history med term I was so excited and then we notice like the camera kind of pans over and they're sitting, you know, within inches, maybe centimeters of Casey, Betsy and Vince. And you can literally hear everything that's happening at both tables. Like, it's kind of funny, like 
I was laughing out loud here. Rusty's like trying to be romantic with Jordan and Casey's just watching. And then Casey tries to bring the conversation back to Betsy and she's like, how long have you and Vince been together? And Betsy kind of holds up her little um, AA chip. But then... Well, she goes six months, like six months, like to the week or something, because that's exactly how long she's been sober and exactly the day they met in AA. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's probably making, you know, not drinking easier, you know, dating someone who's also sober. But then Betsy's like, well, Vince had to give up his six month chip because he went to the CRU game and he was drinking. So she says um, something like he ran into his old friend vodka or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to make it seem fine, but clearly there's an undercurrent of, like, it's not fine. Yeah. Which, you know, not sure they're handling this uh, this topic super well, but... It's um... not handled delicately. <laughs> Betsy yeah. is, like, the, the actress that plays Betsy is funny. Like, she is, like, she's kind of, like, physically, like, a, a good physical comedian. She's very, like, exaggerated, like, as we see later. Like, she is like fun to watch so like yeah try not to think about like how like not pc they handle this yeah she's a great actress she's really really great at comedy her timing is impeccable and so the conversation between vince and betsy starts to get really heated to the point where they're basically yelling at each other and so (laughs) the waiter approaches their table and um he says they have Penne a la vodka, which I guess, you know, Vince is into, but Betsy like can't handle it. She's triggered and she just storms off. Yeah, she's like, you're never going to change. Yeah, I'm like, okay, there is probably little to no vodka in this penne a la vodka dish. (laughs) And so it leaves Casey and Vince alone with Rusty and Jordan. And Vince is like, you know, I got to go. And she's like, oh, yeah, totally go for it. And then Casey's like, oh, this sucks. Like, and she says, says that they were her ride home. But Jordan, Jordan's actually being a good person here. And she's like, oh, like, we can drive you home. And Rusty is not having it. He, like, wants nothing to do with Casey being there. But Casey's, like, being really cute. She's like, oh, my God, yeah, maybe we can, like, order some dishes and, like, share them. It was honestly kind of sweet. It Rusty was borrowing Casey's car. So he could have just given her the keys and they take her a cab home. Right. Yeah. Also, like, he didn't want to. I really him. think this could have easily been. I mean, obviously, not that big of a deal. Like, Casey probably would have paid. I yeah. don't know. I doubt they're splitting it three ways, and I doubt she's making Rusty pay for it. And like, just get over it. Just yeah, it's early in the night. Jor- Rusty is being really possessive over Jordan and like Jordan's time in this episode, which is giving me major ick. I know yeah. it's creepy. It's controlling. So we are now in the Amphora Society and Evan is chatting it up with this girl, Alice, and their conversation just kind of peters out. Like he's like kind of talking to her like, oh, good to see you. I think we had a class together. And she's like, oh yeah, good to see you too. But there's not like a spark there really. Like you can tell that Evan is kind of like looking at her like he's into her, but they don't really have anything to talk about. So they kind of like stand there in silence until Dean Bowman walks in and he like calls the meeting to order. But Cappy is immediately like talking, you know, making jokes. He raises his hand 
and is like trying to interrupt Dean Bowman, who's explaining the final task that the new M4s have to complete to be like inducted into the secret society. And um, Cappy cuts him off and is like, oh, is there a secret robe dry cleaner that we should like be taking our robes to? And everything Cappy is saying is making Alice like giggle in delight. Yeah, she's a little smitten. Yeah, she clearly like thinks Cappy is pretty funny. And Dean Bowman is over Cappy's like whole shtick. He's done with it. It would be exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me feel for the teachers that had, like, the class clown in their class. And sometimes you're like, I kind of just want to, like, learn this lesson and move on. I know. Basically, Dean Bowman explains, like, the final task is, like, a group trauma bond. Like, you share some kind of horrible secret from your past, and then you're forever bound to these people in this group. Classic. They tried to do that in our story. <laughs> yeah. That is so culty. Like share all of your secrets and it's your- It's also like so typical of a group. Like that like happens like at work retreats and that happens in sororities and that Oh my happens. God. Imagine telling your coworkers like a deep I trauma think, wound. Yeah. Okay. This was like the story of like every middle school or high school retreat. It'd be like open up about all of your secrets and your sins. Yeah. That's, it's literally Scientology auditing. Yeah, it is. Um, so they're gonna do that. Yeah, we tried to do that in our survey. It did not work. <laughs> um, I, said, I literally said pass. People were sobbing. People were sharing like the most insane. Some people love it. Feels of their life. Yeah, and I think like, couldn't be me. I think it's very cathartic to some people. That's true. Um, I think it's the people who are joining a sorority truly for like that deep sisterhood bond. Not that I was like. But I was like, oh, this is social, light, fun. I don't need to get into my childhood wounds. You're like, I'll save that for my therapist. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> They're going to do that. And still, like everything Kathy is saying, Alice, she's just cracking up. He walks over, introduces himself to her, and he's being all like, you know, his Kathy self. Like, nice to meet you. I don't think we've had the pleasure. Like, I'm Kathy, that whole thing. And you can tell Evan is just like, shut the fuck up. He's he's pissed. He's fuming. Also, they both clearly have a type. Yes. Also, I did some research on the actress who plays Alice. She was in The Vampire Diaries as oh. well as like the spinoffs. And she was formerly married to... John Hamm. To John Hamm. <laughs> no, even more exciting. One of the band members of the... Right interesting oh my god she knows how to save a life i guess wait what happened to the fray i don't know they're alive and they were everything and they remember they started in denver which growing up in denver that was a huge deal i remember i knew some of the kids who were in the um in over my head music video and i was jealous as someone who wanted to be a child star you should have seen the envy that was seething (laughs) over my seventh grade face it was a child-based video yeah, they're like in a school and it's like a little kid is like, or they're like in a middle school or something. And I'm pretty sure it's over my head. Yeah, it was like the yeah, first sure. song. I never knew. Was that um, another one of those groups that was like secretly Christian pop or? You're thinking of Mumford and Sons. They had. I'm not I think thinking Ray... Mumford and Sons. I'm thinking of another, like another band. And I guess. Maybe like the, they had a very similar sound. Like to Switchfoot. Yes. 
that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Which one? The script or Switchfoot? Switchfoot. They had a Switchfoot script vibe, but I think it was like maybe some undertones of like Christian religious beliefs. But I think overall it was pretty like universal. Yeah. Wait, what was Switchfoot's big song? It's like the one that's like, we were meant to live for so much more. Or is that something? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. They all sound the same. Wait, you're thinking of Young the Giant. No, no. (laughs) I know. There are too many bands out there with that sound the exact same. They all had the exact same sound. I don't know what you're showing us. It's Switchfoot's page. Mercy Me. (laughs) Mercy Me was definitely religious. I can only imagine. Do you remember that? I can only imagine. Oh my God. Okay. We have to move on. <laughs> so the we're still on this cursed date um, with Rusty and Jordan and now Casey. And it's coming to an end. Rusty is dropping Jordan back off at her dorm. And Jordan's like, I still had fun. And Rusty is just like, you know, I'm sorry. Didn't go well. He's all upset. And he goes, yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but Jordan's being level-headed. I know. She really doesn't care. Like, it's not that big of a, it was really like, whatever. Is. It was fun. She likes Casey. Exactly. She likes Casey. And like, I feel like it really wasn't that big of a deal if they had just left it at this. So of course, Rusty can't. So they're like kissing and then Casey accidentally slips and like falls on the horn. It's like very much like your mom picking you up from like a party or something or like, and then you're talking to a boy and they're like, who is that? Like that kind of thing. Oh my God. Um, the trauma. Yeah. The trauma. A friend, a friend. <laughs> I, I actually forgot his name. I don't even know. I, I, I don't, don't like them. I, I hate him. No, <laughs> I, was just telling him <laughs> I was just telling him not to talk to me ever again. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. So I'm not speaking from personal experience. Don't worry. (laughs) Never. Never. Um, So Rusty gets in the car and Casey is driving because it's her car. (laughs) So embarrassing. That is pretty bad. Um, And Rusty is like, why did you not just take a cab home? And she's like, this is my car. Yeah. Which Which again, it's like, you guys take a cab then. If you really want her to leave, give her the keys. He should have been like, here, Casey, take your car. We'll take a cab home. And she's like, you want to do something? Like, She's not getting how upset he is. Or she's ignoring it. One of the two. She's like, you want to go bowling? And he's like, are you kidding? No. And then she asked him if he wants to go to Dobblers. I thought he agreed, but then later in the episode, I realized he said no. So Yeah, he kind of just ignores that she even says it. Yeah. So then they're driving away, and she's like, you don't see them talking, but you see the car, and you hear a voiceover, and she's like, are you upset? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Um so Calvin is now at ZBZ spilling the hot goss to Ashley. And he's like, yeah, one of the brothers came out to me. And of course, Ashley thinks it's Marco, this running joke that won't die. Mm-hmm. And Calvin is like, no, it's a different brother. And he doesn't want to tell her because if lest we forget, she is the person who accidentally outed him to all of Omega Chi and basically yeah. school. Yeah, and he says every time you out an Omega guy, a fairy loses its wings. <laughs> it's really funny. So funny. <laughs> really funny. So um 
she wears him down very quickly though and yeah he's, all right I'll tell you and there's also he kind of wants to gossip about yeah it. of course and like Grant's hot and he wants to tell her so he says it's Grant and she's so excited she's like Grant is totally your type like you've gotta like get with him and he Calvin like fakes being offended he's like are you serious and she's like no he's like so perfect for you and Calvin is very worried about like the brothers being uncomfortable with this like he doesn't want them to think that like you know he's just gonna date like the first guy who's also out in this fraternity and like he's like they're fine with one gay brother but two like might be a different story and I think he just like I I just don't think he wants to make that part of himself like super visible to the brothers either you know he kind of doesn't really talk that much about his dating life with them yeah no I felt that too and she is just like shipping them so hard just like us they'd be so cute yeah well they're both hot so it's an easy thing to ship they're hot and nice and smart and like clean clean we love clean as we'll soon learn when we see yeah I can't give it away no don't give it away dot 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 Casey shows up at Rusty's apartment and he's like opens the door and he's so unhappy to be seeing her. He's still so bitter. Yeah. And um, she's like, I don't know why you're upset. Like from where I was sitting, that date looked romantic. And he was like, you were sitting way too close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's just so annoyed with her. And finally, like sh- he's like, this was like the time that I really wanted to see Planet of the Apes and you were going on a date and mom made you take me with you and you were so mad at me. And then I threw up everywhere because I ate too much candy. And she's like, this was not like that at all. And he's like, yes, it was minus the throw, the throw up. Like it was the same thing. And she kind of realizes the error of her ways. But it's really and- not really the same thing. I know she didn't. And also at this point, she's already apologized. Yeah, and she like, like set uh, out to like have dinner with them. Like, yeah, exactly. No, this like, they saw what thing. happened. They saw what unfolded between Betsy and Vince. Yeah, and honestly, this conversation he has with her is so counterproductive because then it pushes her to do something that actually like makes things worse for him. Like, had he just been mildly peeved, taken the free dinner and the ride home, and then like moved on with his life none of this would have unfolded but rusty cannot let things die as we've learned so she's like okay well do you want to do something later this weekend maybe like sunday we could have them all day and like get you some new clothes and he's like oh i can't he kind of brushes her off and then he's like what about brunch which we know is the universal Mm -hmm. blow-off meal yeah we'll remember when rusty started at cru and casey only had time for brunch Mm -hmm. So that's sad, but you know. And then he he it's clear he has no intentions of even going to brunch. No. He's like, I'll call you. He's yeah. like, maybe, maybe we can brunch. He's so not thankful for like everything Casey's done for him. Yes. Constantly. She's such a good sister, too. Like, I'm just I want to be her friend. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. of course. I think we yeah. all do. Um <laughs> So now Cappy is approaching Alice at the coffee cart and they're kind of like bantering. Oh my God, this is so cringe. And Evan comes up and Evan's just like peacocking. 
Like he literally Wait, has his, first like, of all, Evan literally spawns immediately out of nowhere. Like, where the fuck did he drop up from? I know he materializes and his chest is like all puffed out and he's just kind of in this like weird state. Like immediately vibes are off. Evan Also, is, he's like, like looking really <laughs> thin in this scene. Yeah, Evan is just like on edge, is how the only way I could like truly describe him when he sees this like scene of Cappy and Alice talking. And he comes up and he's like talking to them. He gets so weird. And he says, we better watch out about being together because the M4 society has a lot of people in the NSA. And like, what if a missile just came down and got us? And he, the joke obviously doesn't land because it's not really a joke. When Evan tries to be funny, it is just, it never works. I know it's really giving the the flashback episode Mm -hmm. of when they're rushing and it's like really and honestly like Jake plays this so well because in most scenes I'm like very taken by him yeah and then like he plays Ick in these moments perfectly oh wow and he keeps like he does the thing of where he explains the joke then which obviously makes it like 50 times worse and Alice is just like confused and then she asks so what are you going to say to the group you know when they all meet up to do their trauma bond and he's like I don't know I don't know if I trust everyone in the group and that's also a weird thing to say and he's but like it's kind of true yeah fair but it was just so you just be like I don't know yet yeah he can't so she walks away and Kathy's like what Evan you don't think I'm trustworthy and he says Evan Chambers yeah (laughs) Evan's like why do you keep calling me by my first and last name and Kathy says that it's like his evil villain yeah yes and then Evan accuses Cappy of doing the same thing with Alice that he did with Casey. And here is where I will take up, like, for Cappy's defense. It's not Cappy's fault if these women are not responding well to you. Well, I actually don't think I'm kind of on Evan's side here because mm. Cappy, I don't think it's so much Alice not responding to Evan because she kind of is. She asks Evan what he's going to say. Like, she's definitely talking to him. But Cappy swoops. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of both, I think. Like, I don't think it's necessarily clear that Evan's super into her, but... Cappy I think, no, I think Cappy knows. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, Cappy, Cappy knows. knows, but I also think, like, yeah, he's swooping, a, like, a little bit, but also, like, so much of his personality is just to be that guy that, like, flirts with freaking everybody. And so I think that, like, Evan is so not like that, that it's seen as like such an egregious misstep when like in reality, there's probably like 10 other girls that he talked to like that that day. Do you know what I'm saying? But like at the Amphora meeting specifically, when it's like, you're not even going to go talk to Evan regularly. Like it's swooping. Like he's triggered and he's just like, obviously Alice would prefer someone with ambition and they're just kind of going at it. And their feud is back on. The Cappy v. Evan saga continues now over another blonde at CRU. So Casey is now complaining to Ashley about how Rusty blew her off over breakfast at the ZBZ house. 
And she's like, he invited me to brunch. And Ashley doesn't get it. She's like, that sounds nice. And she's like, no, that is the Cartwright blow-off meal, mm-hmm. which we know to be true. And uh, Casey's just like very much struggling with the fact that she's basically become the rusty in their relationship. Like she really needs him for a social life. And, you know, she's really struggling with her like friendships. And Ashley is like, this is just because Max is gone, which I would caution her. Like you should not feel this aimless if your significant other. Or it's implying that if you don't have a significant other at all. That, like, your social life is empty and fruitless. Yeah. yeah. Like, wouldn't you use this opportunity to be like, I really got to work on, like, making and maintaining my friendships if my boyfriend is gone for three weeks and I have nothing to do. Like, I have absolutely nothing. I think it also shows a lot about their upbringing, the Cartwrights, because we yeah. see their codependence so heavily in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's really struggling that. We find out that Max has already been gone for three weeks. Like, he's only supposed to be gone for a month. Yeah, so I know. That's week. what I was thinking, too. Like, how many weekends could you possibly have that you're so, like, I don't know. Just- I, to, like, he's been gone already. You're done. You're in the home stretch. One more week. You don't even have another weekend. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Casey is just like, okay, well, or she's she kind of has this realization um, she's like, I'm busy, you know, I have things to do. I'm pledge educator. And then it dawns on her that she can force the pledges to hang out with her, um, by scheduling a mandatory meeting or game night that they all have to go to. So mandatory. Rest- yeah. Rusty finds Jordan at the espresso farm and he invites her to go to the student union band show that night. And he's very excited about it. And she's like into it, but she's like, I'm so sorry. Casey scheduled this last minute game night and all the pledges have to be there. And he's also the way he's talking about this yeah. like band night. Please. Like, I've been to a lot of coffee shop, like Battle of the Band, like it's never I'm never I don't remember any good part about any of them I mean maybe Switchfoot will be there yeah so true or plain white tees um yeah there true and he's so mad when he finds this out he's like seething his little face is getting all red (laughs) and it's like Rusty you're in KT I know with your brothers also, like, you see this girl all the time. Like, it's fine. You have classes together. You're seeing her now. Like, there will be time for you to see her again. It's really not that big of a deal. But to him, of course it is. Um, So Evan finds Calvin in the house and basically explains, like, he's like, I got you a new roommate. He's moved everyone around. Like, he has moved so many people in this house around basically so calvin get her new roommate it does sound like some people were also having like roommate problems Mm -hmm. and so it ended up like alleviating a lot of that stuff but he's like work props evan that sounded really complicated i know a lot of hoops that he jumped through yeah but then like he found the perfect roommate for uh for Calvin's old roommate who like has a sex addiction because this guy can sleep through anything and loves porn (laughs) (laughs) um so that was really funny and he's like okay like let me uh or does he introduce him to his new roommate 
No, he just opens the door. Oh, right, right, right. He's like, okay, well, like, here's your new room. And Calvin walks in. He's so excited. I thought at first he was going to be like, move in with me or like take my single or something. Yeah, I kind of thought he was going to live alone. But I mean, obviously I remembered it, but it looked like that when you first see it. Like you think he's living alone. And then you see that his new roommate is Grant. Grant. Hot. Hot. So Rusty shows up to the ZVZ house, huffing and puffing. And he tells Casey that you're ruining my date night again with your walk-in. And he's being, like, unreasonable at this point. Like, it's one night. You're fine. You went on a date last night. You saw her today. You're really okay. The The bands can play on. And Casey's like, look, it's mandatory. And he's like, so you have nothing better to do with your time? Like, she is pledge educator. She's planning things for the new pledges. Like, no. Also, he is obsessed with planning things for KT. And he's obsessed with Jordan. Like yeah. what it comes down to is he's obsessed with his new girlfriend and like doesn't want her doing anything else. And then adding to that is that he's doing stuff with or she's doing stuff with his sister. Yeah. And then she says, we already ripped up the paper for charade. So stopping game night now would be like slapping the rainforest in the face. Oh, my yeah. God. Because he so wants he wants her to only let Jordan go. And she's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan can. Jordan and, has yet to participate in like any activity yeah. other than dodgeball. Right. Which right. the one qualm I have with her we're coming up on. So and she's like, You'll figure out something fun to do tonight, which is like, yeah, you will. Just go hang out with your guy friends. Like you're in love with all the KTs. Just right. do that. So now we're at the Amphora emotional purge meeting and things are immediately tense between the trio and Alice is called first to purge. And so she starts at her childhood, which I'm already like, here we fucking go. And she's talking about how she grew up on a farm and like the animals on the farm that she grew up on. And she had this gerbil that she loved and she would play swing the gerbil. And because of that game, she eventually accidentally murdered that gerbil. Mm. And then she had a pet mouse and she loved that mouse and she would keep it in her back pocket. And then she accidentally put her pants in the washing machine with the mouse in the back pocket. And she said, well, the mouse couldn't swim. Killed the mouse. Evan and Cappy are now getting uncomfortable. Like, uh, progressively and visually very uncomfortable and then she's like so I wasn't having great luck with smaller animals so my mom got me something bigger and I think it's I forget if it's Evan or Cappy who's like please tell me it's a horse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not it's a cat and she was like, I loved it so much. And I would squeeze it so hard because I loved it so much. And I accidentally squeezed it to death, which I will say a little bit relatable because I was just telling Jacqueline about how I didn't know what cute aggression was when I was a kid. And I had a cat in elementary school and I literally like would look at him and feel like I like want to squeeze you. I love you so much. <laughs> and like, so I 
get it. I never did, but also he did not like to be held. So he made sure that I didn't have the opportunity. He knew, he knew. Yeah. Nick she... the cat, good instinct. <laughs> oh, Nick. <laughs> good old Nick, St. Nick. And um, at this point, Evan and Cappy are mortified. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, 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 nothing, no. It's giving serial killer. Yeah, nothing will give you the ick more than finding out your potential love interest has murdered multiple pets. Yeah, it's full Dahmer. <laughs> she has the, the Evan Peters glasses on all of a sudden. <laughs> um, Somebody call Ryan Murphy. Somebody call um, Ryan Murphy. We need an Alice spinoff. Get him on the line. So now at the ZVZ house, Jordan is playing charades and I forget what she's acting out, but Casey guesses it and Jordan is like, I didn't even know what this was. <laughs> um, but Casey obviously is good at charades. And then she calls for a cupcake break. Oh, I could go for a cupcake right now. Doesn't that sound yeah, good? Yeah, sounds mm. so good. Yum. A carrot cake cupcake? Maybe tonight. <gasps> yum and they all go into the kitchen but rusty knocks on the window in the living room and jordan runs over and he's like putting his face it's like fucking weird the way he's putting his face up against the window it's too much and he says i'm breaking you out um i don't want you to miss these bands he says like how good could these bands be stop thinking about the bands there's like 25 people there max they're gonna notice she's gone i don't think they care i I, I just can't get over him pretending (laughs) like these bands are gonna be so good (laughs) you're gonna want to get down to the student union right now this cover band you'll never get over it it's a true red herring for what's actually going on that he right. just is seeking revenge on Casey. Right. Um, and so Jordan, of course, is always swayed by a male and she slips out of the window. <laughs> 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 and then Casey and um the pledges walk back in. They're all holding cupcakes and she says, we can't have cupcakes until we're all together. But Jordan's long gone. And Casey's eyeing the window suspiciously and she was like, don't, nobody eat the cupcakes. (laughs) Nobody eat the cupcakes until everyone is here. (laughs) Yeah, we have to wait to be together. Now Rusty and Jordan are walking through campus and he's like, oh, I wish I could see the look on Casey's face when she realized (laughs) we're gone. Like, (laughs) calm down. He really has a boner for his own, like, scheme here. And Jordan, I will, I'm, I'm siding with Jordan a lot on this episode, which like, not to be like our one TikTok commenter who um said that they hate people who hate on Jordan. <laughs> uh, message received. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, I guess there are some Jordan stands out there. Damn, getting bullied on the platform, but whatever, it's fine. Fiverr bullied. Keep engaging. We can take it. She's like, "Mm, this day is kind of starting to feel less about me and more about your sister. Um, And he's like, what? Like, no, uh, getting you away from Casey is just a bonus. And then Jordan launches into this story about her childhood. She's going amphora emotional purge. And she's like, you know, I have brothers and we would fight about everything. We would even 
fight about the remote and it was never about the remote. It was just about fighting. And she goes, I'm starting to feel like your remote control. And Rusty tries to save it in the worst way possible. And he goes, you're not the remote. You're more like the whole entertainment center. Not Rusty objectifying women again. Ooh, he can't, man. He can't respect a woman. He can't say anything right. Like no. his best bet would be to take a vow of silence. Oh, that would be a good episode. And celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he like she just like looks at him like that emoji, the like cringe face emoji. And it's like, ooh. Yeah, and he's like, okay, I'll bring you back. <laughs> what did you say, Thomas? The melting emoji or the upside down smiley face. Yeah. The, melt, the melting emoji is my favorite. <laughs> it, it gets a lot of emotion across. Mm-hmm. So he goes to return her to CBZ. At the Ambora Society, Cappy tells Evan, he's like, you know what? You should go for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Evan is like, no, 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 like, she would be great for you. Like, they both don't want anything to do with this girl anymore. And they look over and Alice is like waving at them creepily. And they're very unsettled. Then they acknowledge that whenever they start talking again, their issue revolves around women, (laughs) LOL. I mean, good to acknowledge that, but also I don't love them just, like, blaming women for their inability to, like, have a healthy friendship. (laughs) But, you know. Just you wait. Bros will be bros. you wait. Oh, God. So... Then it's Cappy's turn to do the emo purge. And he starts with when I was three. <laughs> and then they cut it. Um, which I kind of wanted to hear what he had to say. but Same. Uh, we have to keep all of uh, the Cappy lore. We're not allowed to get any of it. They tease us with it. So now Calvin and Ash are in Calvin's room in these like nice armchairs I didn't realize it was his room I thought it was like a common area or a coffee shop um and they're cheersing over his new roommate and Ash is thrilled to find out that it's Grant and I don't even know if I want to say this yeah I I think we should just not like have it it's so weird yeah yeah she's just alluding to like that she thinks they're gonna hook up soon and, like, Calvin really, he shuts it down. He puts up with so much. I know. It's, it's, yeah. Like, he really is a good sport. And so Calvin's like, look, that's not going to happen. I'm, like, excited to have a roommate that understands me and is clean. And I'm, like, kind of buying it until then Grant walks in and he immediately gets, like, nervous and, yeah. like, over his words and... And so I'm kind of torn here because I do love this development for him, but I don't love that they're not letting it be more organic. Like, it feels like they're putting him in a rock and a hard place with, like, Grant being his roommate now where there's, like, no separation. Right. They're forcing it. Yeah. And there's no, like, especially, like, I feel like if you are going to be in a relationship with someone, like, having space apart in the early stages is, like, so key. So I kind of feel like they're setting him up for failure here. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Totally. 
Rusty and Jordan get back to the ZBZ house. Casey opens the door immediately and she looks at them and Jordan's like, oh, I wanted to get some fresh air after the charades. And I like went outside and ran into Rusty and Casey's pissed. And she like Jordan walks in and she tells Rusty that he deliberately jeopardized her pledge night. And I agree, like, Rusty's in the wrong here. And he's, like, acting like because Jordan has to do this one thing one night that he's going to be alone forever. He's, like, really blowing this out of proportion. And, like, if that's the angle you're coming from, then be sympathetic that Max is in London. And you can't stand your girlfriend having one game night on the campus that you're on. Like, relax. So He... Is the most melodramatic character. And just really self-centered. Yeah, of course. And everything is a personal attack, right? Like, it's not just, like, maybe because Casey has something else going on or her boyfriend's out of town or she's struggling with, like, her friendships, whatever. It's because it's Rusty's girlfriend. That's why she's doing this, to take something away from Rusty. Like, he just thinks it's all about him. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at the Ambora Society. And Dean Bowman is congratulating all for their honesty, and he dismisses them. And Alice tells both the guys they were so unbelievable tonight, and they both seem so tortured, and she just wants to hug them. And she kind of, like, lunges at them when she says hug, and they both jump. (laughs) Like, they're spooked. And Evan is like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go call my parents and talk about that conflict that I have with them that I was just talking about. And he like sprints away. And Alice asks Cappy if he wants to take a long walk by the river. And he gets (laughs) so scared. And he's like, oh, you know what? I need to go ask Dean Bowman about that dry cleaning question. Like, I'll see you around. And so now we get this moment between Cappy and Dean Bowman. And Cappy is like oh like I'm sad that you'll be um we won't be seeing you in these meetings now that the kind of initiation period is over and he's gonna miss his James Earl Jones impression the dean is like oh well you know we're gonna be around and uh if you ever need us and Cappy is like why am I here with um all of these driven successful overachievers and Dean Bowman says he's there because, quote, nothing teaches us more about who we are than seeing ourselves and the people we least expect. Go off, Dean, kind of deep. Well, and I also, it's like, yeah, because Dean Bowman sees himself in Cappy. Yeah, yeah. We, that, what was that at the end of season one? Yeah. That trial essentially or whatever yeah 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 for like the greek like the probation or whatever it was yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i and evan points it out evan is the one who like draws the connection for dean mm-hmm. and um cappy of course this goes right over cappy's head like he does. yeah he's like i don't get it <laughs> but i love that little moment and a little alan rook gem nugget in the middle of the season always welcome So now we're back in um, Calvin and Grant's room and Grant is doing crunches to work off his nervous energy from the day so he can sleep better. And then he takes his shirt off and like Calvin is getting distracted 
And Grant's like, I just want to make sure you're cool with this situation. Like, you know, I don't want you to feel like this was like forced upon you or whatever, like right when I came out, like, you know, and he's just kind of addressing it. And um, he, they're like, no, we're like, you know, we're all about boundaries, like no worries. And then it's like a very intense, like moment where they're like getting changed and they're both like looking at each other in the mirror like catching each other's eye and then they're like about to have a moment like they're fully about to kiss and then Evan walks in he doesn't even knock I know he doesn't knock which and they both start like babbling they're both like standing there in their boxers looking like they are like caught red-handed and Evan, I forgot that Grant wasn't out to mm-hmm. everyone in this yeah. moment. So Evan does not like make any sort of connection about like why they might be being weird right now. Um, oh, really? I like, thought, like I read it as thinking Evan kind of was like, oh, I like stumbled into it like a, a moment. But you know, I don't think he did. Okay. See, I think he's just like, oh, like, I guess they like don't want to talk to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'm glad, like, sounds like things are going well. I was just checking in to see how it's going. And then Calvin, like, can't get out of there fast enough. And now Rusty is walking through campus, cursing Casey under his breath. He's literally like, stupid, stupid, stupid. (laughs) And he runs into Gabby and Gabby's like, are you okay? And he, um like rusty starts talking about the issues that he's having with casey and cappy goes uh-oh conflict in the cartwright clan paging danny tanner <laughs> i loved that especially after we talked about full house so much the other day i know i know i loved it too it made me laugh so hard it was my favorite line of the episode <laughs> paging danny tanner nobody can conflict resolve like a, a bob saget character Ah. Uh. Love it. R.I.P. Oh my god, I literally forgot he died. Okay, I'm gonna cut that. Like a year ago. Sad. Wait, what are you cutting? I'm gonna cut the fact that I forgot that he died. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone would be mad at you, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay, Uh, proceed. You can trust them. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe those those commenters who are pro Jordan. I don't trust anyone anymore. I know. After our after our Spotify uh, ratings went down to a four point seven, then we're getting yeah. more ratings, but they're just it's staying at a four point seven, which is making me feel sus. That's it, oh. giving conspiracy. I think we're yeah. It's like, are we not allowed to hate on Jordan? Yeah, who's working at Spotify? That's a Jordan fan because I think they're doing this algorithm. But I get it. In a world where Tom Sandoval can cheat on Ariana yeah. with Raquel. I've been like just dying for you to bring up Vanderpump Rules. I just, that's all I want to talk about, but it's fine. We're talking about Greek today. Yeah. <laughs> Greek today, pump tomorrow. I like truly all I want to discuss for, I don't know, the ne- like a period of time. I'll tell you when it stops being true. I just, yeah. Well, tonight we'll get a lot of good, good discussion in. Oh, I can't wait. Guys, the trio, we're going to be together tonight for the first time in so long, not recording. Should we post a pic to the Insta of the three? Oh my God. Yeah, we should should. get a cute pic. Aw, Rusty is complaining um, about like 
how he had to spend the weekends with his parents growing up and Casey was always out with her friends. And it's like, hey, why is that Casey's problem? It sounds like you weren't good at making friends. And like, why are you blaming her for having friends? She's also two years older than you. And like, hey, I'm sympathetic to it. I switched schools a few times, like a few years in a row as a kid and I had a hard time making friends. You know what I did? I told the teacher, I'm having a hard time making friends. Can you put these people next to me in class? And then we became friends. So it always works. Yeah, especially if you're eight. So just ask a teacher and they'll make you friends. Or your mom can do what my mom did and hold your hand on the beach and walk up to random little kids building sandcastles and say, will you play with my daughter? (laughs) Yeah. My mom also kind of did that with asking the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, unpacking that. But, um, and Rusty is like, Casey should understand how much this sucks to be alone. Like, again, it's one Saturday night where you didn't even see what, like, Calvin was free. Go hang out with Calvin and Ashley. And Cappy is like, no, Rusty, actually, you should understand, of all people, how Casey's feeling being alone. Love that. Love Cappy being the voice of reason here. And then Rusty's like, can't you just hang out with her? You guys are friends. Like, can you go shoot pool? And first of all, that's so condescending to be like, can't you like go occupy like my older sister? And Cappy's like, "Mm, not really an option right now. Uh, Not so sure. She is looking to spend a lot of time with me. And um, Rusty doesn't even ask. Of course, he doesn't ask what this is about because he can't be bothered with somebody else's problem right now. And he's like, oh, I wish I went to MIT. And as he's saying that, uh, Cappy sees Calvin in the distance running across campus in his boxers. And he says, what is that? And Rusty goes, "Um, it's a school in Massachusetts. (laughs) So condescending. But obviously... Cappy's talking about Calvin, who now arrives out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, Rusty, like, need to borrow your key to the apartment. Uh, Gotta stay in Dale's room for the night. And Rusty's like, okay, and gives him the key, and he sprints off. And then Cappy says, he's like, are the Omega guys hazing actives now? Because, it, like, he's basically streaking through campus. Um, yeah, he doesn't even have shoes on. He got out of there quick. Stat. No time for even a shirt or a sneaker. Or a sock. I mean, even if he was just wearing sneakers, I honestly thought he was just like wearing running clothes at first. Yeah, gym shorts. Just like a shirtless run. Yeah, make a case for that. It is Ohio in the winter after all. The best time of year there. So now it's the next morning and Rusty arrives at at the ZBZ house. He's waiting on the stairs for Casey And she starts apologizing again, which she doesn't need to. And Rusty stops her and he's saying, like, I'm trying to apologize to you. And she's like, oh, okay, great. Like, let's hear it. So they, he like explains the, all of his um, emotional turmoil. And he's like, you know, maybe the reason you're bad at being alone is because you didn't have to do it a lot. So I brought you a gift, um, something that helped me when I was alone and I got through the long, those long nights. And it's like the DVD box set of Joan of Arcadia, which is a show I've never heard of. I've heard of it, never seen it. 
Never heard of it. Yeah. So that was sweet of him. Uh, Again, when's she going to walk when she has five days until her boyfriend's back? (laughs) Right. I don't know. I'd also like to be like, Casey, let's make some friends outside of Max. Because clearly right now he is your only like social lifeline. That's not good. I mean, but do you see Rusty having the wherewithal to make that? No. Oh my God. Rusty is breaking Jordan out of the sorority house after not seeing her for two hours. After dating for five seconds. (laughs) Hey, they went to Vatican City together. That's so true. They did go visit the Pope. To Vatican City and back. To Vatican City with love. Oh, Lord. Uh, Love you to Vatican City and back. uh shoot for the moon if you <laughs> you'll, you'll land among vatican city <laughs> <laughs> don't don't cry because it's over smile because oh. you went to vatican city together <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right so now um he again apologizes for freaking out and he says i just have a lot to live up to since Jordan was um, dating the star of the football team, which I'm like, uh, every sure freshman was a star of the football team, but okay. He's like, he's basically just like admitting these insecurities. And Casey's like, look, Jordan wouldn't be with you if she didn't already think you were great, which it's like, yeah, it's kind of true. We don't get it, but it's (laughs) true. Like she said, you're amazing. So, and Casey says she's, you know, really missing Max. And so this, I also will say in her defense, because she does have a lot of external friendships outside of romantic relationships. And she says, um, you know, I feel like everybody else around me kind of has a life like Ashley as Fisher, Betsy as Vince, Rusty as Jordan, Cappy is unavailable at the moment to be friends. And she says, my go-tos aren't very go-toable. And then she's like, I'm thinking about getting a purse dog. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. That would totally fit her vibe. Like a a little chihuahua in a pink purse with a pink collar. Bruiser Cartwright. Very simple life. Yes, very simple life. And so then they agree. They're like, moving forward, let's like have full disclosure. Because Rusty's like, if I had known that, I would have been fine with you staying. And Casey was like, if I had known this was how you're feeling, I would have just left. Like, And so they're like, okay, full disclosure, no more miscommunication. And then it ends with like this like weird joke where... He's like, oh, okay, like full disclosure, like, do you want to know why this like blanket smelled so weird growing up? And she's like, <laughs> oh my God, no, no. And then he's like, no, it's not that bad. You're making it worse. She's like, please leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there, it's like kind of a funny, cute, like genuine moment between them where I'm like, I forgot I'm watching a show and I'm like, you guys are actually siblings. Yeah, um, it was cute. It does feel real. Yeah, you're right yeah and that's where we end and that's a wrap a cute classic episode it really was winners a losers winners my winners it's a duo it's cappy and dean bowman oh i love Mm. that yeah i liked them i like their little moment okay my winner maybe ashley she's in supporting character mode this episode but she gives some good advice Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say my winner is Calvin. Mm. I think um 
I think he was put in a difficult situation with the whole roommate being your crush. But I think he actually did handle it relatively well. And <laughs> he was also really welcoming. Yeah, I like that. I want him. I just want like a good relationship for Calvin now. I know, me too. After Michelle. Michel. Um, losers. I'm going to go with potentially Evan. He hasn't been a loser in a while. I don't know. That one scene was really hard to watch for me. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't feel like there were a lot of clear losers in this yeah. episode. So mine is Betsy's boyfriend, Vince. Oh, yeah. Vince. Uh, because y'all didn't say it, I'm going to say Rusty. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I guess that might be the most clear. I just think he was back to his old bullshit a little bit. He is. Hyper obsessive and possessive and selfish. Yeah, he definitely... Yeah once you know it's it's like you gotta have one of the or the other like if jordan's like slightly more subdued then rusty comes out out of the gate hot if it's a jordan episode rusty's more taking a back seat yeah he's more bearable when jordan's on her bullshit yeah all right well fun thanks thanks for joining joining us us on this fun romp down memory lane Bye. Bye. Ciao. Great review. Subscribe, please. Please. ABCs of Greek on Instagram and TikTok. Email me personally your theories about the Vanderpump Rules affair. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll reply back. Jordan. Oh my God. I almost said Jordan. Jacqueline will talk about it. I I will be the one responding to the email and we will discuss in depth. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.